All right, hi everybody. Welcome back to Taiwan Know Why. We are unofficially, officially kicking off. We we're going to call season two. We've been on a bit of a hiatus, a bit of a break. Uh, with me, as always, Doctor Doctor Max Lowe. Doctor Doctor, where have you been? What? How was your summer? Hi. First of all, it's so good to be back, and then I can't believe that we are moving into season two. Yay! Yeah, that's big, right? That's big. I think it's big. Yeah, it is big. It is big. You know, we have a very good season one. We have like I don't know a dozen of episodes. Miss producer, how was our? How, we get up to twelve episodes. Yeah, I think we have like two point five million downloads. Yeah, so keep it coming, keep it coming, guys. Well, I have a very busy summer. First of all, I got COVID. <laughs> That kept you busy? Hey, I mean, I, that's the fashion, right? Everybody's talking about, hey, have you got COVID? Have you got COVID? And then so I got to jump on the bandwagon. I got COVID. But hey, I'm back. I'm here. Okay. And then after that, I had a couple of business trips, even though like, right now, uh, Taiwan, the borders are still closed. But everywhere else, they are pretty wide open. And then for our listeners, Max's business trips are, are very loosely termed business trips. Yeah. He went to Amsterdam. Were you in Amsterdam this summer? <laughs> oh, not Amsterdam. Okay, first I thought of, you were in Europe. You were in Europe, right? No, 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 no. Europe is scheduled next next year. Oh, next year. Sorry, I went sorry, to Oceania. I went to Oceania. <laughs> I went to Australia. Oh yeah, he went down to Sydney. <laughs> I went to Sydney, and then after that, I went to Thailand to visit Chiang Mai, and then after that, I went to Canada, and I went to Vancouver. Yeah, not a bad summer. Australia, Thailand, and Canada. Yeah, yeah. Got a Quickly, couple. what was the best? What was the best? Who, who, who? That's a top question. I gotta say, I love Vancouver. Why? The ocean, the mountains. Yeah, people no, are beautiful. But, not because of you, man. Because of you. I'm not from Vancouver. <laughs> no, but you're from Canada. You're yeah. from Canada. All right. Well, I mean, I love, I love them all. They are all very unique in their own way. Did so, you not find Sydney and Vancouver a little bit similar? Because I've been to Sydney. As well, and I thought like coastal city people like to get out. Yeah, uh, they like to exercise. It seemed to me be a lot like Vancouver. I would say, well, I wouldn't disagree, but still, if you pay close attention, you still see the difference. And Canadians are nicer. <laughs> Let's just fire that right out there. Do we have any Australian uh, <laughs> listeners we're going to offend other than Dwayne, who's Canadian living in Sydney? Yeah. Hi, Dwayne. Right. Well, it's good to see, it's good to see you catch up with you. Anyway, so what about you? What about you, man? Well, thanks for asking. I mean, we yeah. talk about you the whole podcast yeah. if you want. Yeah, it's all about me. We, the producer and I, stuck around Taiwan, okay. researching and researching and researching for the podcast. While Google, you're out you mean globe- Googling and Googling and Googling. <laughs> While you're out globetrotting. No, we had an opportunity. We went to Penghu. Oh, uh, cool. I, I've been to Penghu a few times. Uh, Tiffany hasn't been there. Okay. Great little spot. For those who have, of you who have not have not been there, please go. It's, it's great. It's like Taiwanese Hawaii, I would say that. But. Hey, not as developed. Very, very quiet. But if you don't like the, as we talked about before, the crowds, the night market, the commercialism of Kending, and you want clean, beautiful beaches, go to Penghu. Oh, yeah. A very, very great spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what's still right now, I mean, for a lot of people, it's still a hidden gem. I think that in one of our episodes, we talk about hidden gem. But Penghu is getting more and more unpopular, especially the, you know, the borders are closed. A lot of people, they, yeah. you know, they go sightseeing, they're searching inward instead of outwards. Yeah. Yeah, we traveled all the way to Penghu to have Spanish tapas. To have what? There's a little tapas bar right <laughs> around the corner from our hotel. Probably some of the best tapas I've had in Taiwan. Cool. cool. A, a guy, I obviously, had gone to Spain and learned mm. a few things, and he has a, a container. Great little spot. Mm. Great food. Good ambiance and stuff. It was, yeah. it was great. You, you're, you're Not what I expected in, 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 uh, in Penghu. 
Yeah, you never know. We got a lot of hidden talents here in Taiwan. On that topic, on that topic, this week's episode, um, I, I have to say, this is one of the the topics that I had thought about before we started the podcast, which led me to want to do the podcast. Right, this is one of those things that I think, uh, as a foreigner, stands out for me. And perhaps for Taiwanese is a little bit overlooked. Uh, we are going to be talking about get, get ready for the big time here today. Drum roll, please. We're going to talk about BTS. Ooh, not that BTS. Not, not that BTS. Not not the BTS style that you are familiar with. But we're talking about the iconic blue truck specials in Taiwan. Ooh, okay. yeah. Uh, uh, right? The blue truck. Yeah, the little blue truck. The little blue truck. All right, before we get started today, a quick thank you to today's sponsor. This week's episode is brought to you by S&T, a manufacturing solutions provider with boots on the ground in Taiwan. S&T provides Asia-based professional supply chain management, product development, and contract assembly services. If you're looking to support your manufacturing and supply here in Taiwan, look them up at www.s&t.com. That's www.essanty.com. Thank you guys very much. For our listeners who have not been to Taiwan, when you travel Asia like we have, obviously, Max, you've been to Thailand, right? I've been to Thailand, Malaysia, all around. As a foreigner, you sort of pick out things that are iconic to that place. Sure. And you go to Thailand, it's the tuk-tuks, yeah. right? The little three-wheeled vehicles, um, as well as some other things in Thailand that it's famous for. Mm. Um you know, Philippines has those jeepneys, those big trucks right, that, right. that bring people around. Yeah. Taiwan is a blue truck, well, right? Now, you, now don't, th- you don't see them anywhere else in Southeast Asia. Well, now that you mentioned that, yeah, in a way, it's true. I remember that, you know, like years ago, years and years ago, I mean, you, you, you asked me that, hey, what's all those little blue trucks about? And then I was just like, what kind of question is that? I mean, like, they are just like any other blue truck. They are just for... Work purpose, okay? And then you see them in farm, you see them in the fields, you see, you see them in factory, you see them in traditional market, you see them in night market. They're just everywhere in Taiwan. What's so special about that little yeah. blue truck? Uh, but la- for some reason, it yeah, misses, later on it our misses face- you, yeah. right? Later on our Facebook or, or website, probably Facebook, we'll put some pictures up. For those of you who are not familiar with Taiwan, you, you will see the blue trucks we are talking about. Right. Okay, so I, I'm really excited to, you know, we, we learned a lot of stuff again. Uh, oh, yeah. To talk about something that we pass by literally probably a thousand times a day with the amount of trucks that are around. And we kind of got some insight. Mm. You know, before we uh, we had our interview, I Googled, obviously, blue mm. truck. And you it's, mean you research? I researched. <laughs> well, the, the Google research didn't come up with anything until, you know, <laughs> until I did some real one-on-one research. But the Google, Google came up with, you type in Taiwan blue truck, and all it comes up is a thread of how angry people are about the way they drive on the road. Okay. Goddamn okay. blue trucks, blue truck this, blue truck that, but not much... The, the question's out there. Why are they blue trucks? Why are they this? So the questions were there, and we were lucky enough to to talk to someone who gave us some pretty good answers. Right, right. But before we get into that topic, and I have to say for Taiwanese, we take that for granted. We see that everywhere in our everyday life. When I was when I was a little kid, it's everywhere. I mean, that we don't see what's so special about that. But now that you mentioned it, and then I start to reflect in, well, I guess you're right. In a way, it's pretty cool. And then it's, after it, we talk to Mr. Lee, through his insights, it's really kind of like a very Taiwanese grassroots icon. I'm 100% agree. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll, we're going to get to the episode, but I would say that for me, 
and perhaps other foreigners, like the Taiwan blue truck is one of the most mm. iconic things here. Mm. You know, the, the Taiwan has an animal. You got the bear, right. the Formosa bear. The you bear, have the, right? the, the Taiwanese national flower is the uh-huh. Meihua, right? Uh-huh. The uh-huh. plum, is that the plum one? The plum uh-huh. blossom is uh-huh. the, uh-huh. Uh, you have the bird, the uh-huh. national bird, the blue, uh-huh. I don't know if I'm saying it right, swinho or swineho pheasant, that big, beautiful blue bird. Yeah. But I think the Taiwan blue truck is right up there. Right. It should be. And we'll, we'll find out why pretty soon. Now, the biggest question that uh-huh. uh, I, I saw on the internet and stuff, and people ask, why are the trucks blue? Before we got our answer, uh-huh. I was really expecting something big. Something like, romantic? Something romantic, like, you know, Taiwan's an island and surrounded by beautiful blue waters, and that's why we chose the color blue. That makes sense, though. You know, something to that effect. Yeah. And now the answer we got from Mr. Lee is fantastic because <laughs> for me, that just, it, it captures sort of Taiwanese spirit, right? When, you, when you've been here a while, Taiwanese people are extremely practical. Right. Now, the reason for the blue truck, are you ready for this, is okay. because it's the lowest maintenance color you could choose it doesn't look bad when it gets dirty it gets a little rusty it still looks okay you don't have to wash it yeah that's why it's the most practical color yeah and according to mr lee i mean he has been in the car selling business for over 25 years and then he has sold a lot of little blue truck he's not the expert in 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 this so according to him, he said, well, colors, they all kind of like uh, wear off or yeah. fade off under the, the, the UV, UV light. UV right? light, right? So, and then he said, you know what? Blue is the color that kind of... Um, looks the least worst. L- yeah, look the, <laughs> looks the least worst, exactly. <laughs> Even though it's, it, it kind of fade off a little bit and then it has, it's rusted, it still looks okay compared to red, white, silver, all the other colors. But the point is too, is it keeps going. It keeps on, yeah. Right. So there it is. The blue truck is not anything spectacular. It's because it's the most right. practical, less damageable, less yeah. ugly color is yeah. blue. And then Mr. Lee said that, well, you'd be lucky to hear that the, those little blue truck owner, if they wash the car once a year. You don't need to. It's blue. It, look, it looks good all the time. Yeah. And, and he or she will be considered taking good care of the truck if he wash the truck once a year. Because the, the, the truck, the design of the truck is for work. It's yes. for commercial purpose. 1973, first introduced, mm, right? Mm. The, the blue truck, I believe, was 1973. And, um, they, I mean, they have changed colors. There's a few white ones. Mm. There's some silver ones, you know, with the upgrade in size, upgraded motors and that. But the original is blue. Yeah, yeah. In the very beginning, it's only, they only have blue and white. But you don't see too many white ones. Yeah, yeah. It's because, like, you know, back to Mr. Lee's theory, I mean, under the sun, the UV light, I mean, the, the white is going to become yellowish. Right, so yeah. I mean, yeah, it's gonna look sure. ugly. For it's gonna sure. look ugly, and then for our small, medium business owners, they don't really have time to take care of, you know, the the little blue truck. So no time for new paint job because they use the truck to make money. Hence the name. Yeah, farmers, mechanics, yeah. plumbers, whatever. The truck's gonna get dirty, you know, and that's okay. Yeah, the dirtier it gets, that means the harder you work, and the more money you're gonna bring in for your family. And then that's how you pay your bill. Which leads us to our second point. We as foreigners have always known it the blue truck. We just call it blue trucks, but that's not what the Taiwanese people call it. It's not they don't say blue truck. It is the bring prosperity. Right. Bring prosperity car or bring prosperity vehicle. What would right. you say, Max? Well, Can you say well, that give us the Mandarin? Well well in Mandarin you call it Xiao Fa Cai, but in Taiwanese it would call it Huat Zaya Cha. 
Huazai means 发财 it means bring prosperity. Isn't 发财 part of the Hongbao rhyme? Yeah, yeah, 恭喜发财 You say、yeah. that during Lunar New Year,、yeah. and then and so 发财 means what? 发财 means you 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 get rich, so to speak. You get rich, you bring prosperity. So in a way, you own that vehicle. That means you're gonna bring money to your business. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Is you know once I fa- you know once I knew the name and we we talked to Mr. Lee about this. This truck is the fabric of Taiwan.、True. You know, came out in the seventies. True.、Um, Taiwan started to become a a manufacturing hub. I mean, it,、right. it, a lot of people made a lot of money.、Right. Taiwan grew very quickly. Right. Literally on the backbone of these trucks. Right. And it's it's in the name, right? The Bring Prosperity Vehicle. You have、right. a blue truck. You can do something, whether it's farming, whether it's you know delivering whatever your little factory is making. This is Taiwan. Yeah. Well, Mister Lee has a very interesting observation because he has been in the business long enough. Yeah. And then he he obviously experienced the the nineteen seventies and eighties when the Taiwanese economy was taking off in、yeah. the time. And then、yeah. back in the time, there's a this term called、uh, household factory or family factory. Taiwan is a lot of factories, family factories, household factories, family factories. 你从代工厂到家里的这个货物的直接运送，就是要这种小化发财车。那、啊、因为台湾它的土地比较狭小，它的街道巷道多，它的车子体积也不能太大。You can have a family of four, and then you can have a small manufacturing business. I, I remember that back in the time, all the You know, Barbies, right? Barbies and Kennys, the dolls are made in Taiwan. All the toys are made in Taiwan. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly the the time when this little blue truck became popular, because you you have to move from this small factory to small factories, and then you have to. It's move. extremely practical.、Yeah. There's a reason why they're a little bit small. Yeah. Right. To maneuver around the small alleyways.、Right. When I talk to some other foreigners in Taiwan, and I think a lot of people agree with me. That is extremely unique about Taiwan. I just talked about it again today with a guy at work. Really? If you go for a walk in Taiwan, you know, especially places like Zhonghua or Fengyuan or some of the older districts in in Taichung,、mm-hmm. walk down the street, you could walk past a kindergarten,、mm-hmm. a brand new house,、mm-hmm. and then you hear this noise: is kachunk, kachunk.、Mm-hmm. kachunk. There's、mm-hmm. a factory, a small factory, the, yes, where you would not expect it's it's mixed into the literally the fabric、yeah. of the neighborhoods. Yeah, there's a little factory, then there's a house again,、yeah. then there's a rice paddy, there's、yeah. another factory. Yeah, and that's what you're talking about, right? These little、yeah. factories were everywhere, and they they continue to to be a、yeah. big part of the economy here. Yeah, especially back in the '80s, you go to some like go to your friend's living room, and then you can see people like working over there in their living room, and they're watching TV, having dinner, and then you can see their hands assembling toys or.、Assembling Assembling some little、yeah. things and then ready to export. So what they do is when they finish their part, they would deliver it to the next factory. And then you know Taiwan is small, and then a lot of these factories they are clustering in the urban areas and yeah. Then you have yeah. small streets. Small alleys, small roads, also. So if small, you want to move you around, small vehicle, small vehicle, and at the same time you want to make sure that you can load enough goods, boxes. In your truck, and then, it's the perfect name for the vehicle, exactly, right? It's, exactly, it's, it built Taiwan. Yep, right, and it, it still continues to do so today. True, true. Now another super interesting thing that he told us, right? So we've done an episode on betel nut, so everyone、ah, should be、yes. everyone should be familiar with betel nut. Well, betel nut is, is transported on blue trucks, right? We know that, we see that. He told us. Now this is also, I think, quite an amazing fact. The betel nut farmers. 
started to space out their trees in accordance with the size of the blue truck. CNC 做出来的车，槟榔树的种植是依照这台车去做间距的种植。That's fantastic. I was surprised、yeah. to hear Mr. Lee say that. The reason he found out about this is because, well, he has been in in this car selling business for twenty six years, and then like he said, like he said back in nineties, and when this betona industry they were start to developing, and he's had a lot of betona farmers came to him and say they are looking for a specific model of little blue truck. Yeah, and the name is Bai Li Ba Bai. By the 800 cc little blue truck, the、yeah. little blue truck that back in the time they were like small four wheel drive, four wheel drive, yeah, 800 cc they can move up and down in up and those, down the mountains on the mountains,、yeah. and that's where the betel nut plants、yeah. plantations are. So those farmers they would go to、uh, Mr. Lee and say, "Hey, we're looking for by the Baba. Do you still the, make the them? The old versions, right? Yeah, and they、yeah. said, 'No, well, we start making them. We have this new version.'" One thousand cc, stronger,、yeah. more powerful, and then, no, we don't want that. We want the older model. I'll pay whatever you ask for for the older model because, in that case, it's easier for me to harvest my betel nuts because, like you say, and the older spacing of those betel nut trees based on the size of the blue truck. The size of Bai Li Ba Bai, yeah, the 800 cc little blue truck. And you know they had a big, bigger flatbed, but very small turning radius. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Easy to maneuver around the、right. small streets. Easy to maneuver around the、uh, the beetle nut trees.、Yay. Very, very practical. A hundred cc four wheel drive. Max, can you translate the that name in English from from Mandarin? The Baibai. You mean Baili Baibai? Baili. I mean. So what's Bai? Bai means hundred. Hundred. Hundreds、yeah. and Li means profit. Or、yeah. like advantages or yeah. interest, yeah. okay. And then Baba means eight hundred.、Uh, how powerful that little blue truck is? Eight hundred cc. So you could kind of say you're going to multiply your profit by a hundred by using the eight hundred cc little blue truck. <laughs> exactly. Well, according to Mister Lee, in yeah, that very, case, very literal. Yeah, that little blue truck by Li Baba would be like the stimulant, right, for the betel nut industry. Sure, sure, yeah. Yeah, that would be like the engine for the betel nut industry. I, I got to tell you, my my first interaction with a blue truck in Taiwan. Now, I, I don't know if things have changed, but it's more about the people driving the blue truck than it is the blue truck. But this, I think, this is a perfect example. So. The the second night I was here, I mean, I am second night. Yeah,、okay. the second night I'm here, I'm I'm literally fresh off the boat, well, right? Because、okay, so、we're walking down your memory lane now. Second night, you're talking about twenty years ago. I'm talking about the blue <laughs> truck. Okay, so the friends that I had met here that knew I was coming, they're like, "Hey, we got you an apartment." So they'd already had it set up. You need furniture, okay? And I'm like, "Well, sh- you know, shit, I just got here. I can't go." They're like, "No, no, no." We are not going to buy furniture. Okay. We go and pick up furniture off the street. Really? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Feel free to pick up. I mean, and I- they looked at me like I was like, they're like, yeah, everyone does it.、Hmm. So I'm like, okay. So the second night I'm here, we get out on our scooters. Wow.、Well, Did I have a scooter? Yeah, I think I had a little fifty cc scooter. <laughs> so we're, we're and we we go to some local furniture stores. I know exactly where it was, Wuchuan Road and、uh, Zhongming Nanlu. Okay. Also okay. the site of the famous Atzen me puking all over the road. That corner, very, very busy. There、area. used to be a、yeah. furniture. I it's behind the Amvet swimming pool. I think the furniture store might still be there. <laughs>、okay. Anyway. You would go there. There'd be piles of old sofas and old chairs there for free. Well, I was told there for free. I mean, I hope I'm not going to get sent to jail retrospectively. <laughs> so we go out there. My friends say,、like, "Yeah, yeah, just, just let's pick what you want." I, I think it is people will buy new furniture and 
they allow them to bring their old furniture right, there. Right. They'll dispose yeah, of it. Yeah. But for us, yeah. just arriving here, yeah. there are these old Taiwan-style black leather couches. Yeah. They're like, just grab that. So I'm like, this is great. So okay. we pick up these this lover, uh, lover this uh, love seat and love a seat. black sofa. And I'm like, we, we well, now there? what? Yeah, yeah. Now, now what? We're going to do this. And they're like, just wait. <laughs> so my friend stands out in the middle of the road and waves down the first blue truck that goes by. <laughs> just waves them down, just like stands and kind of waves. The uh, uh-huh. young couple pulls over, uh-huh. and my friend's Chinese was okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And within five minutes, they loaded the sofa and the chair in the back of their blue truck for us and drove it to my apartment and helped me carry it up the stairs. And I am like, what? Like, I mean, for free? For, well, you pay them a little bit, right? So we, we get there, and I'm like, this is unbelievable. Like, they're just going home or whatever. I don't know what they did for a job, because obviously I couldn't speak zero Mandarin then, so I couldn't really talk to them. Okay, but so they're, they're not working for the furniture store. No, they're just, just drive, some random truck that drove by. They were by. driving by. Yes. Huh. So we stopped them, load up the truck. They helped us carry it in the elevator up to the 16th oh floor, drop it off, and I'm like, how much money can I give you? Right. Nothing. They're like, no, 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 it's okay. We, we just want to help. Really? It was amazing. And I'm like, come on. So I think I ended up like literally shoving a thousand NT into this guy's pocket. He did not want to take the money. Oh my God. That was my second night here. And I'm like, now looking back on it, that's the blue truck. Wow. Right? People drive around. Well, they're obviously not expecting to find people to load couches, but this is what that truck lets you do. Jeez, right? I'm You're, touched. I know we awesome. are nice, but we don't, I don't know we are that nice. Yeah, well, that's Taiwan hospitality. True, true. Right, and true. I think as you as we had talked about, when I researched the blue truck drivers, everyone's like, "Oh, those assholes yeah. driving blue trucks." Yeah, they, they, drive they, like drive, crazy. they do drive a bit crazy. Yeah, and we asked Mr. Lee about it. And oh, he, he has goes, a perfect explanation. Yeah, for he this. said, "No," he yeah. says, "I understand what you're saying." Mm. He said, "But you also have to understand that the people driving these blue trucks are usually, like you said, delivering something mm-hmm. from a factory to a store, from a factory to a factory. Right. They're very busy." Right. Now, obviously, not an excuse to to do something illegal, no, but they no, said they're no, yeah. they're not necessarily paying attention. They want to go quick, right? Right. They time wanna, is money. Time this, is money. In this case, they can yeah. make another delivery. So I kind of understand that. I equate it a lot to the Uber drivers right now. Mm-hmm. Uber drivers on scooters are not the safest people on the road. No, no. Right, no. and I think the blue truck drivers are kind of like that. But I will say, um, when I drive, I try to be courteous. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's a traffic area, I let the car in front of me go like you should. And whenever I do that for a blue truck, they always look at me, wave, and say thanks. Mm-hmm. And I've been also let into traffic by blue trucks. Yes, they drive like maniacs once in a while, but mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. But my first blue truck experience was fantastic. And that's, you know, that's that's why I say for me, the blue truck is pretty iconic. Yeah, that's a really moving story. I mean, also, uh, Mr. Lee's explanation about that crazy driving style of those uh, little blue truck owner well that makes sense he said well for them time is money if, if they can make more trips if they can make more delivery they can make more money so they go yeah, for sure they drive around the small streets and taking shortcuts maybe break a little bit traffic rules here and there I'm, we're not saying that breaking rules is good but i mean you can yeah. understand why they are doing that because they're hard working people just like their little blue truck. They For don't sure. the little blue truck don't look very nice, just like maybe the little blue truck drivers. But it works. 
they may be smoking, maybe maybe they're wearing that a little bit like and all that. The blue trucks look like they're drivers. Yeah, the, exactly. Right? But that's okay. That's just a working class person, which yeah, is what Taiwan was color. built on, right? We keep getting back to that sort of iconic yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, very blue collar style, very blue collar working working spirit, and you know, very practical. They don't care about their appearance. They care about does my truck work or not? Yeah, they can care I load about, more stuff on the exactly. back of my truck? Right? Can I For bring sure. more money? Can I feed my family? Yeah, I mean that's all they care about. Yeah. Yeah, very very Taiwanese. If you if you look at it, it, like you say, it's it's all fabricated in in Taiwanese culture for sure. The Taiwanese people we are very diligent. Yeah, we are. We work hard, and then I would say we quite humble. We don't really show off. Yeah, I mean that's exactly like little blue truck. Have we, you have you heard yourself on the podcast talk about your traveling around the world and how strong you are? So I'm, you're talking about I'm the opposite. Yes, little blue truck. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a little blue truck. My bad, my bad, my <laughs> <No>. bad. <laughs> um, it's interesting, you know, we were kind of joking around before. You know, there's that expression. Well, let's let's go back to the road first. I, I'm going to, I have to say this. For me, the worst drivers on the road. Now, we don't want to have a whole podcast about bad driving in Taiwan because we could go forever. Uh, rich, big BMWs, big Mercedes. Yeah. Those are the worst drivers, right? Because they don't care. They're the big man on the road. They They do what they want. So I would say that they are worse than blue truck drivers. Yeah. But I will say this as well, that I would assume that behind every BMW or, mm. or Benz you see on the road, mm. there's a blue truck somewhere. Yeah. In their garage, in their factory, right? The blue trucks help pay for the big cars. Yeah. And then because Taiwanese uh, economy is basically the small and medium-sized uh, enterprises, yeah. they are the backbone of the Taiwanese yeah, economy. For sure. If you go to, like you say, downtown, you can see small factories in the city. Mm-hmm. And in those small factories, they make a lot of money and they usually have a very humble beginning. And everything started with that little blue truck. That blue truck could be a family car. That blue truck could be a work car. That blue truck will be stay with the family for twenty years, thirty years, it's a tool. forty years. Even it's, though it's a tool for them, right? even though they got rich, they have a Mercedes Benz, even Bentley, Lamborghini, but they still have that little blue truck yeah. because that's how everything begins. I think every Taiwanese person who does their driver's license test should do it in a blue truck. <laughs> You've never driven. I've driven a blue truck, and you haven't. I, well, I mean, I sat in one. I sat in one. I remember. Well, well you well, sat in one. I mean, oh, I, the you, big doctor, doctor actually sat in a blue on, truck. Whoa, okay, whoa. so you you walk down your memory lane. So now it's my time to walk down my right, memory okay. lane. When I was little, my grandma they lived in Kaohsiung. It's yeah. another major city in southern Taiwan. Yeah. And then my mom's side, my grandma, they had a very humble beginning, a humble upbringing, I should say. Okay, poor. So I went to visit my grandma, and then my grandma back in time, she worked as a pork skin collector. So pork skin. Pork skin. You know, you know, like the waste meats. Okay, that really? after after you, you were trying so, to So where where would they go get that from? They would go to the milk factory. Okay. Okay. And then when I was little, my grandma would babysit me because that like, she loves me so much. She wanna try to spend every possible minute with me. So she would grab me and put me in that little blue truck. I was like, I don't know, four or five years old yeah. and then my grandma you know, little blue truck they only they are two seaters, sure, right? Sure. So my grandma would put me in the where the the stick is, the the, yeah. the transmission is. Yeah. And then like her partner would be driving the car, and then I would sit in between them. Yeah, and yeah. then we would visit from every meat factory to factory. I can remember the smell was so bad. Yeah, sure, sure. My, the smell was so bad, and then the blue truck was so 
so poorly equipped. No air conditioning. I remember I was complaining it was so hot, and then the smell was so bad because the poor skin, you know,、oh, that sure, me- yeah. meaty smell, yeah, yeah. so bad. And then my grandma, she would buy me the vanilla ice cream, so that the vanilla ice cream smell. Could overpower that stinky meat smell, yeah, so yeah. so that I was willing to spend a day with her, so she can help me for the day. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, so I remember I was sitting in the car, you know, with my grandma, visiting from meat factory to factory, watching them pouring all the the pork skin in those big waste boxes. Imagine box. how many other people your age That's would, would, would have the same kind of story, yeah, right? Yeah. Growing yeah. up with some kind of yeah. Now, so would you say your memory of the blue truck is a good one? Then it is a good one. It is a very, very good, actually, a very sweet one. And now that I think back, it's not stinky at all. I mean, that's actually probably the best smell that I well, have. What was your What、life. was your grandmother doing? She was providing for her family. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It, it's it's yeah. it's the way and, it is. And they couldn't do it without that little blue truck. You know, I used to back in Canada before my dad passed away. When I was high school, college, I would also work with him. And he was interior designer, handyman stuff, and I mean, he drove an old, big, rusted-out Ford Econoline van mm, mm. that, you know, seeing drive down the road, you're like, what a piece of crap! Right, right. But it's what it represents, right? He's hardworking. Like I used to go with him, and I used to love sitting in the front. It had a smell like a mix of cigarettes and, <laughs> and sawdust, and you know, glue or right, carpet glue.、Right. Like it's it's the working person's vehicle. True. Right, so True. yeah, it doesn't look fantastic, but it's、uh, yeah. They, they, people are saving money f- on vehicles, but they're saving money for their family, for education,、right. to to provide a life、exactly. for their family.、Okay. They get、so、the job done. So those memories are good,、yeah. right? They get the job done and they provide. Yeah, yeah. for sure. You know, Mr. Lee also told us, right? Like the drivers, drivers don't care about their blue truck. They care about it, but not like, well,、oh, I'm sweaty, I'm dirty, I'm not. Whatever. If it gets dirty, it gets dirty. That's the whole point of the mm-hmm. truck. Mm-hmm. Air conditioning broken, like I, I taught you the two by sixty. Two by sixty. Two by sixty aircon. <laughs> I don't know who told me that. I, I, you know, I could be making this up, but I remember someone told me the two by sixty. That makes perfect、con. sense. Why don't you、right? explain? <laughs> the two by sixty air conditioning was the two windows down, driving at sixty kilometers an hour, provides enough air to keep you cool. Yeah. So it's a two by sixty aircon. Well, that's just trying to tell you that how poorly equipped. The the little blue truck is. They don't care about like automatic windows. They don't care about how strong your air conditioning is. Like cruise control, no nothing fancy. Nothing. You, you fancy. know another thing I noticed that reminded me of you know my dad's work van back home is, if you look at a blue truck, the space between the windshield on the inside and the dashboard is full of shit. Mm. Cigarette mm. packages, mm. notes, mm. receipts, mm. like they just keep jamming it, jamming it in the front.、Yeah. Same as my dad's van, and, right? And people used to say, if you take a look at the little blue truck, you watch the dashboard and the windshield, you can guess like what what they do, what、right? they do, yeah, right? They yeah, do. yeah, you can guess. Yeah. You can see, you might see a ruler. You can you can see maybe vegetable. You can see calculator and all that. You can guess what they do.、Um, we asked Mr. Lee. How many trucks had been sold、mm. of the original、mm. little blue truck? And he said since 1973, so 40, 48 years, about 800,000. Hmm. And little blue truck only. Yeah, the little one,、yeah. not all the different models,、yeah. but that the original. They have the mid-sized, large size, so little blue truck. Yeah. Well, Mister Lee is nice enough to look up the statistics for us. But, yeah, yeah. We should have mentioned this earlier. Mister Lee was a was a very kind. Very once we once we started asking him a few questions, you could see he was pretty enthusiastic. Oh, super! Right, he was really happy to sort of share this knowledge.、Yeah. Like, I think he gets it. 
right? Sure. He understands that this is a pretty a pretty iconic thing for Taiwan. Yeah. So. And he got a lot of great stories to tell. You want to tell everybody yeah. about that? He's what Italian Italian customers. Yeah. Oh Be- yeah. Because was... what they do is can we can we say CMC? Yeah, because little brew truck in Taiwan. Yeah. For our listeners, if you visit Taiwan, I was a ninety percent of the little brew truck you see are made CMC, by CMC, yeah. China Motor Company. Company. Okay, they are the manufacturer of little brew truck. But he said that Mitsubishi had a they distribute for them or make for them. There's yes. a there's a there's a relationship there, yeah. right? Yeah, so, but little yeah. brew truck are manufactured, made in Taiwan. In Taiwan, yeah. In Taiwan only, they don't export little brew truck. So I guess back. Uh, you know, the back in beginning, like what you say, if you go to Thailand, you see Tuk Tuk, and you go to Philippines, you see that the GP, G- GP and then in Taiwan, you see Little Brew Truck. Yeah. Because you cannot see Little Brew Truck anywhere else no. except Taiwan. Okay, and then, I mean, he has been in the business for almost 30 years, and then he said a lot of people come to CMC with different needs. Right? Yeah, they can modify it, right? So, once again, our listeners, we'll, sh- we'll show you some pictures, but a, a Little Brew Truck has a small cab in the front. And a little flatbed in the back, and you can do whatever. People make coffee shops out of them. Mm. They make refrigerated units to transport goods. They cover them. They have um, they have mobile KTVs in the back. They yeah. have there's the meat truck that hang that drives around with yeah. fresh meat hanging yeah. in the back. Right. Yeah. Change the doors. Oh, they do they do tons of stuff yeah. to these blue trucks. It's it's yeah. a base for what they wanted to do. Yeah. To our listeners in North America, I mean, imagine the food truck, but it's yeah. a mini sized food truck. But multi-functional, like you say, it could be a mobile convenience store. It could be a mobile kitchen. It could be a mobile freezer. Well, there's a guy in our neighborhood uh, right now that has a pizza oven in the back. Mm, mm. Right. So these are multifunctional, multi-purpose. Still, oh, yeah. still to this day. Oh yeah. I mean, the sky is the limit. I mean, it depends on how creative you can be in the CMC motor. Okay. Well, I, sh- I think they should sponsor us. They should be giving us a blue truck that we can sure. advertise the podcast yeah. with a big megaphone on the back, like you see for the elections. You're, you, you and me, our face <laughs> on there, number one, number two. <laughs> yeah, and when Mr. Lee uh, was talking about his experience in in customizing the little blue truck for his customers, he was like a magician. Tell me what you need. Oh, okay, you need something like you want to make sure that you're, I don't know, tiramisu. You're talking about Italian customer. Yeah, he was very proud about yeah, that. Yeah, he was talking about Italian customer want to you know, make great tiramisu, but want to make sure his tiramisu can... Be transported at the right temperature, right temperature and whatnot, and Mr. Lee was yeah, able to. Minus six degree, but at the same time, he also made great cheese, which can yeah. only keep like six degrees Celsius. So. so this would be the elite blue truck that he designed, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, You know, he was even, he goes, you know what? Even when the blue truck dies, mm. when it finally, you know, cannot function anymore, there's still a use. Yep. People park them on the side of the road and use them for advertising. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. They put a square box on it and they advertise. They little, still advertise their businesses yeah. on them. Abandoned little brew truck. It's just serving his one last purpose. It's <laughs> yeah. a mobile billboard. Yeah. They uh, even said after 10 years, they hold their value. He said 25-year-old truck, you can still find parts. Oh, yeah. they are. You can maintain a little brew truck easily because it's manufactured in Taiwan. All the parts are made in Taiwan. And if you need parts, just go to any CMC dealership. Yeah, you can still find parts. Well, Max, I think we've, we finally hit on one of the iconic sort of sure. Taiwan design kind of things. Truly Taiwan, iconic vehicle, something that the country yeah. is built on. You know, I feel happy for you because you've been wanting to do this for so long. You have been bugging me 
<laughs> with this little blue truck. Well, I knew there was something so there, right? There's more to it than just this, these crazy drivers driving around. I hope that our listeners found it interesting. I, I surely enjoyed learning more about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I feel proud. I have to say, I feel proud. Yeah, it's not the most sexy topic, but it's Taiwan. Not at all. Right? It is. It's, it's very representative of Taiwan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, um, when I see that little blue truck, I feel proud to be a Taiwanese. I hope that our listeners like it, and I also encourage. Um, our listeners to have more patience for the blue trucks out there on the road now. Um, I hope that our answer for why the blue trucks are blue starts to pop up on like Reddit. I looked Mm -hmm. all these people. I don't know why it's called blue. I don't know why they're blue truck. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And if you have your own blue truck story, positive blue truck story, like, you know, Max has his, I had my story. Let us know. Yeah. Right. Post it on our Facebook or send us an email. We can we yeah. can share your story. And what happened nowadays is a lot of young young people. They are kind of like you know this blue truck is back in action. But what they would do is they would pimp their little blue truck. They would. We mon- should start a reality TV show with Mr. <laughs> Lee. Pimp my blue truck. Pimp my blue truck. If you go to those farmers market, you can see all those creatively decorated little yeah. blue truck. Hello Kitty or little blue truck transformer. Well, I mean, I after we talk to Mister Lee, I'm seriously giving it a thought to you know my next car should be little blue truck, but with automatic transmission though. You can't drive standard. I can, but it's just uh, you know it's easier to move around. It's automatic. Be- before we go, um, we haven't had too much action on our babu babu section, so I'm gonna. Throw something out there. I want to thank a good friend of mine up in Taipei named Josh Smith. Hi, Josh um, Smith. Yeah, Josh is a is a hockey guy mm. from Canada, so pretty much as good as it gets, <laughs> as far as human beings go, okay. right? And uh, Josh uses our podcast in his class. Really? Now, I didn't know. Yeah, so he has a, a class with the public television station mm. PTS in Taipei, their English club. Nice. So these people are television professionals. And they use our podcast in their class. Nice. So, so thank you very much, the PTS English Club and Josh, for using our podcast. That's fantastic. We even have some names. Okay. Have, this could be our fan. This could be the the four members of the newly formed Taiwan No Why Fan Club. Okay. Sophie, Cheryl, and Lynn, and all the ladies of the PTS English Club. Nice. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Wow. Um. Yeah. Keep going. I mean, yeah. and you guys, you the PTS English Club. If you have some questions, if you have some ideas for us, let us know. Let right? us know. Please, please reach out. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool that you guys are using our podcast. Yeah. Reach out. Let us know, Josh. I don't know you, but I love you already. Thank <laughs> you so much for using our podcast. And to all our listeners, please like and review our podcast wherever you stream it. Uh, it helps us with reaching more listeners, and it helps new listeners understand what we are doing here. For I mean, you can leave your address here. We can send our signed autograph, and then we'll send it to you. Max yeah. will hand deliver <laughs> an autographed picture of himself in his blue truck. In little blue truck. <laughs> to your front door. <laughs> um, I also have to apologize. My younger brother... Yeah, has been bugging me all the time. When's a podcast coming out? When's a? Are you guys on holidays? Are you guys slacking off? Uh, of course, I threw it all at the producer, saying it was the producer's fault. Wow, so. that's a, that, well, that's some happy should, should pressure we, right there. Should right? we say congratulations to the producer for starting grad school? I, I, well, we can say whatever we want. She's gonna edit it off anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so she started grad school. She was busy. Yay. Max Graduate was, student. Max was traveling the world and I was hitting the pavement researching. Okay. I do my best thinking on the golf course. You can keep this part. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone. Uh, thank you for listening. 
and uh, like and share our podcast, and we'll see you soon. Yeah, thank you so much, and so good to be back. We're back in business, so stay tuned. Okay, we'll see you soon. Bye bye.